five, four, three, two, one. Well, you are listening to Sean of the South, and I'm your host today, Sean Dietrich, coming to you live via the podcast airwaves and the radio waves all over this fine nation. This episode was brought to you by Case Knives, a tradition of my family dating back to my granddaddy who once said the best cure for idle hands was to build something. So keep your hands sharp with a Case Knife. And by Folklore Brewing and Meadery, quite literally the best brew in Alabama. Visit FolkloreBrewingandMeadery.com. And my buddy Ron Taylor, who curates the music for this podcast every week. Ron Taylor, visit him at WNC Original Music Podcast, Music of the Carolinas and of the Nation. Well, this is kind of weird, doing a podcast like this. Uh... I am looking into a camera with all sorts of guys behind me who are recording this uh, for future consumption. And we've got this infinite white background that looks like I am, you know, in heaven, (laughs) Uh, like Michael Landon ought to be getting his wings back there or Clarence the Angel. You never know. Things like this happen all the time. Uh, I figured in this day and age where things are getting so rough and tough and outside, it seems like the whole world's been put into a Quiznart blender set on puree. It feels like we ought to do things that make us happy, make us smile. So it is my burden as a mediocre entertainer to try to make you smile, even though I might or might not succeed at this. And so that's why we're doing this live, although it's not really live. It's just recorded up here in heaven with Michael Landon. Today, I'm going to be playing some music on this guitar. And this guitar is a a Stella guitar made by Oscar Schmidt. Uh, Oscar Schmidt manufactured guitars a long time ago, back in the days of Robert Johnson. Robert Johnson was a uh, musician who invented uh, a modern style of blues that we know, uh, taking it from from a lot of the juke joints that he played in in Mississippi. I just visited Robert Johnson's grave. It was quite a frightening experience because it was outside of a of a missionary Baptist church, and it was the middle of the night in the Mississippi Delta. And my wife and I were there <laughs> standing at his grave. There were beer bottles littered around the, the ground, and there were guitar picks, which is ironic because Robert Johnson didn't play with a guitar pick. He played with his fingers, which is a style that I play in a very mediocre mediocrity 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 but I digress anyway Robert Johnson played an Oscar Schmidt and this guitar is just about as old as what he used to play this is a 1919 so it turned 101 this year and uh, I like that I like playing old instruments I'm going to play some older songs for you too here Uh, to hopefully, like I said, take your mind off some of the terrible things going out there in the world with this coronavirus. This world has changed. It's gotten flipped upside down. Everybody is running around with their hands waving in the air. At least that's what they say on the news. And if you watch the news, you're bound to see all these updates uh, interspersed with pharmaceutical commercials telling you about how your body's falling apart and how if you take this wonder drug, your body will continue to fall apart at an even more rapid rate. Uh, Also, it will teach you, these commercials, how to invest in gold or remortgage your house. This is why it's important to stay tuned to these frightening news channels. But 
the world is falling apart. One out of five people right now is either out of work or lost hours because of shutdowns due to the coronavirus pandemic. And don't even get me started on toilet paper. My wife and I, you know, we're about to run out of that stuff. So, uh, you know, if there's anybody out there with some sympathy that would like to uh, help us out, uh, you can find my address online. <laughs> we like Cottonelle to ply the best. I'm going to play a song that I wrote uh, when this epidemic really started to hit hard. We were on the road doing a book tour for my book with a circle being broken. Uh, this book tour was extraordinarily fun at the beginning. We were hitting all sorts of cities. We were on the road for 21 days. Uh, we were supposed to be on the road a lot longer. And we had to cut it short uh, about a week early. But we were on the road and we were in... We were Where was I when this really started to hit? We just left Mississippi. I believe we were about Huntsville. And Huntsville. And things really started to get bad on the news. Uh, when you go to a hotel, that's the, the sad thing about being in a hotel. You ain't got nothing to do but watch 24-hour news channels uh, all day long. So this stuff was starting to get real bad. And I wrote this song in the hotel room uh, right after I'd eaten a wonderful continental breakfast from our room service that consisted of rubberized eggs and coffee that tasted like bath water and bacon that, if you left it out on the porch for six years, would actually have improved with age, but not disintegrated from mold or decomposition because there were so many preservatives in this thing that archaeologists will find this bacon at the end of the world. I wrote this song. Uh, I'm going to sing it for you, and I hope you enjoy it. If you don't, please don't tell me. <laughs> Don't, don't be afraid, just don't. Ooh, I said don't, don't be afraid, just don't. Don't be afraid, just don't. Just wash your hands with lots of soap. Don't be afraid. Don't. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid, no matter what you do. No matter what you do, just make sure you don't watch too much news. Don't be afraid.
no matter what. Don't be afraid no matter what. Don't be afraid no matter what. Just make sure you got plenty of toilet paper for your butt. <laughs> Don't be afraid. Well, you'll have to pardon that last lyric. I just figured it'd be nice to, uh, I don't know, to state the problem in its entirety. You know, I saw people just run around buying toilet paper on the news. It was quite entertaining. I have to say, in some ways, this is probably the most entertaining time of my entire life. This quarantine has provided a source of endless spectacles that you can see on television on the internet you hear anecdotes from personal experiences i met a guy last week who stood in line for three hours to get six rolls of toilet paper the grocery store had limited to six rolls but there's also some really good things happening especially in the field of toilet paper uh let's see who i can think of his name is tom grosh up in clear I think it's Clearwater, Maryland, uh, Clear Spring, Maryland, maybe it is. Uh, he was standing on the side of the road last week, and he was giving away free toilet paper to people driving alongside the highway. Now, Tom Grosh said that he was sitting in his office when God talked to him, and God said to him there was something he could do to help his fellow Man, So Tom Gross knew where a supplier of toilet paper was that sold in bulk. He bought 10 cases, 960 rolls of toilet paper. And then he got his wife, his niece, and her two teenage friends, and they went to the side of the highway, and they were flagging people down and waving rolls of two-ply toilet paper into the air and giving them away. As many as you needed, all you had to do was stop and honk your horn. Tom Grosh, Maryland. This guy is an incredible, incredible guy. Uh, let's see. Mequon, Wisconsin which I've never been to Wisconsin, and to be honest, in this uh, in this current season, I don't really have a reason to go to Wisconsin because a few nights ago they, they logged in temperatures that were 29 degrees and below 29 degrees. One lady said uh, that I talked to, she said that 29 degrees ain't nothing the way she grew up. If their thermometer had been one inch longer on the bottom, they would have frozen to death. Take a moment and think about that if you would. It took me a few minutes to get. That's the kind of kind of cold they're dealing with up there. And so this is not the time of year you want to run out of toilet paper in the bathroom. This is not the time of year that you want to deal with a crisis related to the coronavirus. So the Maquan Pizza Company. The Maquan Pizza Company in Wisconsin is delivering large pizzas with rolls of toilet paper. Six rolls limit to per customer. One dollar per additional roll if you want. But all you got to do is call them up, order pizza, and they will bring you free rolls of Cottonelle two-ply toilet paper. They put it online. They said, uh, and this is, this is a paraphrase, but they put a notice online, and the notice online said... Have you run out of toilet paper? If so, don't worry. 
don't worry. The Mequon Pizza Company has your backside. You're not going to find this sort of stuff happening in just a run-of-the-mill daily life. This is the kind of stuff that anxiety and troubled times bring out in everybody. And in some ways, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. I used to get real scared when I was a kid. Fear was kind of a part of my daily life. I grew up kind of with a troubled childhood, but that ain't nothing exceptional. A lot of people grew up with troubled childhoods. But my mother used to sing a song to me whenever I would get real afraid. And this is that song. Uh, your mother, chances are, probably sang this to you. Uh, I don't know if her mother sang it to her because, of course, this song probably only dates back to your grandmother. But you never know. Uh, I'm going to sing it for you without further ado. Skies are gray. You never know, dear, how much I love you. Oh, please don't take my sunshine away. You are my sunshine, my only sunshine. You make me happy when skies gray. You never know, dear, how much I love you. Oh, please don't take. My sunshine away I love you Please don't take My sunshine away Oh please don't take My sunshine away 
Well, this episode is brought to you by the United Coalition of Baptists Against Dancing, or UBAD for short. Do you have carnal urges that drive you to want to move your body in repetitive rhythmic manners? Please resist today in order to prevent your fiery soul from making a fiery entrance into a place where the worm dieth not and the fire never dies. This message was brought to you by the United Coalition for Baptists Against Dancing and Drinking Beer. I am weak but thou art strong Save me Jesus from all wrong I'll be satisfied as long Just as long as I walk Lord close to thee just a closer walk with thee Granted, Jesus, it's my plea Daily walking close to thee Let it be, dear Lord, let it be Life is old. Time for me's gonna be no more. Guide me gently, safely, oh, to your shore, Lord God, to your shore. Just closer walk with thee. Grant Jesus, it's my plea. Dearly walking close to thee Let it be, dear Lord, let it be I did that on purpose you Make a mistake, do it twice and no one knows it's a mistake It's my plea Tell you walking close to thee Let it be Dear Lord Let it be stop it. If you're clapping for me or you're telling me I did a good job, just go ahead and stop it. You know better than that. I'm a pretty mediocre guitar player, but I did a lot of a lot of playing and, uh, in, in my days. 
also played piano and accordion. Accordion is more of a family curse than it is an instrument. But I did grow up watching Lawrence Welk's show with my folks. Uh, we, we watched a lot of Lawrence Welk because that was Southern Baptist approved entertainment. They got very close to dancing on Lawrence Welk's show, and this was the closest I'd ever seen to dancing. Used to be a lady come out and she played a piano. She was called Joanna Castle. Joanna Castle. Ooh, she had blonde hair and she had supple skin. And she was cute and she wore dangerous amounts of pancake makeup. And she would bounce when she played the piano. She'd play ragtime piano like a woman with her hair on fire. My mother would watch me watch the TV very intently. And my mother, Southern Baptist mother, would say, You better be watching her hands. <laughs> and Myron Florin had come out and he'd play the accordion. He'd play Tico Tico at a breakneck tempo. And I just thought he was the coolest. I grew up with the misfortune of thinking that all Lawrence Welk people were just the epitome of cool. And this would explain why my life went south pretty early. Because, come to find out, Lawrence Welk, uh, in many people's minds, is just full of of musicians and and song leaders who remind you of your grandfather's dentist. But I still like to watch Lawrence Welk because it takes me back to a different time, a different time when things were a little bit slower. You know, yesterday, my wife and I, we were sitting inside because of the quarantine and we were playing cards. We were playing cards. I hadn't played cards in years. I mean, it's been a long, long time since I've played cards. There was a time in my life, especially my childhood, when cards were just about everything. I always had about four or five decks of cards nearby. I was never more than six feet away from a deck of cards. I loved playing all the games that cards offered, like Crazy Eight or War or Go Hookie on Your Neighbor. Uh, we would play poker, casino. Uh, Poker was not encouraged among my Southern Baptist people, and so in order to play five-card draw or hold them, you'd have to lock yourself in the water heater closet with your buddies and use a flashlight and play. Uh, we got busted once for playing seven-card stud out back of the church with the maintenance man, Brother Gary. Gary, wherever you are today, he still owes my cousin Ed Lee roughly $700,000. We had a good time playing cards. We were also married to our bicycles. In my childhood, and probably in many of your childhoods, the bicycle was an immediate member of the family. And when you wanted to go play with one of your friends, you didn't pick up any cell phone device because we didn't have them. You got on that bike, that Schwinn yellow bicycle, and you rode through the neighborhoods and the dirt roads to your friend's house. And then you ditched the bike as soon as you got to the front lawn. You watched it roll into the grass. You jumped off the bike. You ran up to your friend's house. You beat on the door. By then, you were breathless. Your cheeks were flush, and you smelled like little kid's sweat. Little kid's sweat is a special kind of stenchy smell that could gag a goat. This is what we did. But times have changed, and I hadn't played cards or board games in years. I did enjoy Monopoly when I was a kid, and I did enjoy Boggle and Scrabble. But somewhere along the way, I quit playing those games, and I kind of fell out of love with them. But the other day, 
my wife and I were playing cards. How is it even possible? We were playing five-card draw, and she was betting Cheetos and pretzels, and I was betting Cheez-Its and pecans. And we played and played and played until my wife won a Porsche. I owe her a Porsche, which I will have to mortgage the house and invest in the gold market like it says to do on the news channels. It was glorious. We were on the porch. There was a big old glass of iced tea sitting in front of us, sweet tea. And my wife was drinking sweet, sweet tea. And we were talking about things we don't normally talk about. Our phones were inside and they were off. Uh, We had a glorious time. Yesterday, I also did something that I've been enjoying doing since this quarantine. I went and I took a walk. I don't take many walks in daily life, and I got dogs. Uh, When I do walk, it's not a walk-walk. It's more of a, well, it's more of a chore. And I take them for walks, and that's not the same thing as what I'm talking about. Yesterday, I went on an actual bona fide walk. It was great. And you know what I saw while I was out there walking? people. I saw not just a few, lots of people. I could hardly believe it. They were everywhere and they were they were always with somebody. This was amazing. Normally when I go out to walk my dogs, I don't see nobody. There's nobody ever out there. But lately I've been seeing lots of people. I saw this little old couple, they were walking ahead of me and they uh, were walking with ski poles. And they were stabbing them into the sidewalk and walking forward. They had these hats on with these long flaps behind them. They looked like they were trekking across the Sahara Desert. They were kind of hobbled, shuffling forward. And they were walking with smiles on their faces. I'd never seen them out there walking before. I stopped and I said, so what what are y'all doing? They said, well, we're tired of being trapped indoors. We can't see anybody uh, because we're you know, old, and, and we've been recommended not to have people stop by. We can't see our grandkids or our daughter. They said, hey, we've just decided to get out and get some sunshine, some vitamin D. Well, I was about 25 feet away from when I asked this because it's a strange time. You're not getting too close to people. And they waved to me, and they kept on walking. And as soon as they passed by, a young couple came past, uh, walking behind them. They were pushing a stroller. And they had a little old radio attached to the handlebars of their story. It was playing The Temptations. It was playing I Heard It Through the Grapevine. Bet you wonder how I knew about your plans to make me blue. I was in seventh heaven. They kept on rolling. We waved at each other. We didn't get too close by. I saw them kids. They were just smiling. There were other people I passed. I passed uh, two younger women walking. Uh, They were having an animated conversation about some guy named Josh. Josh, who had either done something or had forgotten to do something. And they were getting real worked up about this. And from what I gathered in my five seconds passing them, when they got home, Josh was going to get it. Poor Josh. I passed uh, neighborhoods, lots of little neighborhoods. Uh, there's neighborhoods out past the dirt roads where I live, and these neighborhoods are uh, are filled with young families, kind of inexpensive houses. And these people were all in the driveways. 
Now, this is something you don't see anymore. Now, I've walked down those neighborhoods when I walk my dogs. You don't see people in their driveways anymore. I counted three people washing their cars. Three people washing their cars. There was a young woman and a young man out there washing their car, and soap and suds and water was drifting down the driveway into the street. And the guy next door, an older man, he was washing his car, and soap and suds was washing into the street. You saw suds and water all over that street working its way into the street grates. You don't see people wash their cars anymore. I waved at them. They waved back. Music was coming from their garage. I passed a bunch of young couples who were sitting out front in a big circle of lawn chairs. And there was a kiddie pool in front of them and about six children splashing in the water and laughing and giggling and filling the neighborhood and the area around the neighborhood with voices of laughter and kids and screaming Give it back. It's mine. No, it's no, it's not. It's mine. Give it back. If you don't leave me alone, I'm going to hit you. Mom, he hit me. That's the kind of stuff I was hearing. It was great. That was cool. Kept on walking. I passed this elderly lady. She was sitting in her garage. She was in a lawn chair. The garage door was open. The garage was empty, except for like a tool bench and some ratchets on the wall. And she was drinking out of a big insulated cup. And she was reading the newspaper. She had a little side table. She'd set that insulated cup down and she'd turn the newspaper page ever so gently. And she'd do what I love to watch people do because it's so rare these days. She shook that newspaper once. They call it dropping the newspaper. She dropped it so that fold would would become real crisp and she could read the page. I kept on going, waved at her. And I saw an old man underneath an old Ford, and I heard that familiar sound of the ratchets. Click, 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 click. Click, 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 click in the garage. I love that sound. I grew up with that sound. Back in the days before cell phones, your daddy used to get out there and he'd change the oil every 3,000 miles, unless he was lazy. Then he'd change it every 3,100 miles. And I heard that familiar tick, 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 and I heard that belly pan come off. And I waved at the guy when he came out from underneath his car. He had smudges of grease on his face. And in his garage was a little radio broadcasting the voice of George Jones. George Jones. He was singing. She said, I love you till I die. She told him you'll forget in time. As the years went slowly by. She still prayed upon his mind. And I kept walking and it was just wonderful because I saw people and they were doing things that people don't do anymore. I didn't see a cell phone in the bunch. They could have been inside and they could have been watching the news and they could have been finding reasons to get all scared about the things that are besetting this world. There's a lot of things happening out there in the daily world that get you anxious and worried. But these people weren't engaged in that, at least for a moment. And it was nice. It was so nice. I passed boys who were walking along. They were carrying fishing tackle. Fishing tackle. When was the last time you saw boys walking along the side of the road carrying fishing tackle? There were fishing poles poking out of backpacks they had on, and they were carrying a big old tackle box. They were joshing with each other and elbowing each other and laughing. Today, a lot of kids don't go fishing. 
Today, a lot of kids stay inside and play video games on their cell phones or on the video game consoles that have to do with zombies killing each other with laser guns and beams from outer space which suck your brain out to your eye socket and redeposit it into your kidneys or something. These games get quite creative and quite graphic, but these kids, they were fishing. I loved it. And when I got down to our bay, that a boat launched near the bay, I counted four trucks with empty fishing boat trailers tugged behind their tailgates. The trailers were empty, and I could see these 14-foot and 16-foot bass boats perusing the smooth, smooth bay. We call it, when it's smooth like that, our bay, we call it slicker now snot. Only a lot of people don't say snot. Everybody looked happy. Pontoon boats, people smiling, the sounds of gentle conversation floating across the water. I'm going to tell you, it's the worst time in the world right now. The world has probably never seen anything like this in such a barrage of endless news updates and instant communication via telephones and televisions and the internet and all sorts of different means we have to watch new things developing in the world that are scary enough to terrify the stew out of you. But in the midst of this hard time, there are people doing stuff that harken back to a, an era that I miss, an era that I think about quite a lot, an era that seemed to be common all the way from the stone wheel to the horse-drawn chariot to the horse-drawn carriage, to the pioneers, to the even invention of the early automobiles and to the Great Depression, and even up to there, maybe about 20 years ago, something happened to it. It started to crumble. People started to get a whole lot more technical. Uh, people started to spend a lot of time looking at phosphorus blue screens on their phones and, and, and on their, their computer screens. But lately... Lately, something good's been happening. And it ain't just happening in neighborhoods and on side streets. It's happening all over the U.S. I read a story about a girl named Jade in Reno, Nevada. She's a 20-year-old psychology student. She is supposed to be on spring break right now. But when spring break started, instead of going to a beach, a crowded public beach, and engaging in spring breaker activities such as throwing a frisbee and possibly injuring some poor middle-aged guy sitting on the beach like me, or worse, knocking over his beer. She has decided to start a service wherein she delivers groceries to elderly neighbors. Now, she put a little announcement online, and this announcement online took off. The next day, she had so many emails, she couldn't answer half of them. So she enlisted help of five people. She went to her fraternity or her sorority or medical sorority. I think it's Phi Delta Epsilon. And they formed a gang called the Shopping Angels. And in a matter of only days, this thing went nationwide. There are people delivering groceries nationwide to little neighborhoods and little elderly people who are who are locked inside during a quarantine. And it all started because Jade, Jade didn't go to the beach and she decided she wanted to deliver groceries. 
this is a unique time that we're living in, and it's kind of cool. That's just kind of cool. I don't know, Jade, I ain't never met her, but I can tell you one thing in these past seven days. The trajectory angle of her life has changed, all because of something that is perceived right now as being the worst thing to ever happen to civilization. I think it's wonderful that people are finding out what they're made of and who they are inside. I think it's wonderful that people are taking walks. I think it's wonderful that people are craving contact with other human beings and finding ways to get together, even if it is through a technical device. I think it's wonderful that people are using ski poles to trek across the sidewalks. I think it's wonderful that kids are getting their fishing tackle out the closet and dusting it off and walking along the road to go catch them some some brim or a redfish some speckled trout or to bait their pinfish traps. I think it's beautiful that people are playing in kiddie pools, that women are sitting in their front lawns getting a tan, that men are working beneath their old forwards with their ratchets going click, 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 and that nobody has forgotten the power of George Jones. I think it's great. I think it's great. There are some things out there that can't fully be understood, maybe, until they're over. Maybe this is one of them things. Of course, I ain't nobody. And I'm certainly no one to argue with with how dangerous things are right now. But I will tell you this. It has been a long time since I've played cards. And I surely did enjoy it. It's gonna be alright It's gonna be okay Half the things that trouble you Ain't gonna happen today Everything that's bothering you now Won't happen anyhow today So as I lay me down to sleep It's gonna be okay It's gonna be okay Everything's just dandy the sky is blue, though it's out of view, and a fat baby's eating candy. Half the things you worry about won't happen anyhow today. So as I lay me down to sleep, it's gonna be okay. Pimento cheese and beans and greens and all that bouillabaisse stew. Candied yams and Virginia hams, they can all remind you. It's gonna be alright, it's gonna be just fine You should smile though it's been a while when the good Lord takes your hand Half the things you're worrying about won't happen anyhow today So as I lay me down to sleep, it's gonna be okay Cheese and beans and greens and all that bouillabaisse stew. Candy 
yams, Virginia hams, they can all remind you that it's gonna be okay. It's gonna be just grand. It's been a while, oh, you should smile when the good Lord takes your hand. Half the things you worry about are in your imagination. So as I lay me down to sleep, it's gonna be Hey, thanks for listening to Sean of the South. I've been your host today, Sean Dietrich, and it's been a bona fide pleasure coming to you live with the podcast airwaves and the radio waves all over this fine nation. This episode was brought to you by Case Knives, a tradition of my family dating back to my granddaddy who once said the best cure for idle hands was to build something, so keep your hands sharp with a Case Knife. And by Folklore Brewing and Meadery, quite literally the best brew in Alabama. Visit Folklore Brewing and Meadery today. Appreciate you tuning in. I hope you tune in next week and any other week after that. Though I must say you have very terrible taste in podcasts. But I have enjoyed talking to you and coming to you for these past two years. If you're free next week, tune in again. We'll try to do something similar to this, only with a little bit more oomph and quality. I hope you take the time to drop me a line to me about your birth announcements, wedding invitations, and potluck socials, and I do my best to read them over the air when we get back to doing our live shows, because I love to do that sort of stuff for my friends. Well, speaking of friends, friends, wherever you go, there you are. And wherever you are, at least you ain't where you were. Mm-hmm.